Welcome to the Rebranded Teacher Podcast. My name is Lauren Fulton. I'm a full-time teacher author and seller on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I help other teacher entrepreneurs grow their TPT businesses in a way that's purposeful and sustainable. So if you're looking for actionable, step-by-step ways to grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's get started. You are in for a treat, my friends, because today we have guest SEO expert Kristen Doyle here, and she is going to be talking all about search engine optimization for your TPT stores, dispelling some popular myths, and she's even going to be laying to rest some very hotly debated questions, like can you use symbols and punctuation mark inside of your title for TPT, or will it mess up your SEO? She's also going to be talking about things like Uber Suggest and talking about whether or not it's okay to change those titles more than once or twice a year like TPT recommends. All of that and so much more. So let's go ahead and let's meet Kristen. Hey, Kristen, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited that you're here because I have so many questions. There are so (laughs) many SEO questions that have been asked to me that I have thoughts and I have opinions on. And then there are some that I don't know the answer to. And so I've actually kind of been saving these up. And I've told some people, I'm like, Kristen's coming on the podcast soon. I'm going to ask Kristen (laughs) Doyle when she's here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself or anyone who's listening who may not have heard of you or may not know who you are? So my name is Kristen Doyle. I started my TPT store, Chalk and Apples, back in 2012. And over the years, I kind of shifted into doing web design for TPT sellers. And that is really where I learned about SEO is for my the websites that I was creating. But over time, I kind of realized that, hey, SEO is a thing on TPT as well. And what better way to sell more of our products than to set them up so they sell just from search without us doing other things or in addition to the other marketing that we're doing. So I dove headfirst into learning SEO and working on growing my own store. And then a few years ago, I decided it was time to kind of pull together the things that I had learned because I was getting questions from TPT seller friends about it. They had kind of figured out that this was something that was working for me and I was getting loads of questions. So I decided to pull it all together into a course, which is called SEO for Teacher Authors. And that has been around for a couple of years now. It's getting some updates right now, but I have just loved working with other teacher sellers on how to increase the sales that they're getting straight from TPT search. I love it. I'm I'm so excited to talk to you about all things search. And I love that this is your area of expertise. Like you have really niched down and I'm glad (laughs) that there's somebody that is so niched down to become an SEO expert in the TPT world because it's very needed. As we'll see by some of these questions that we're discussing today, they're kind of like hotly debated. There are a lot of people who feel very strongly (laughs) one way or the other. And so I'm really anxious to talk to you about some of these. Let's start with the first. Let's just start with something really generic here. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see TPT sellers making on a regular basis when it comes to search engine optimization? Yeah. So this one maybe is... I'm hoping that through all of the education I've been doing, that this one is getting a little less common. But one of the biggest mistakes I see TPT sellers making really frequently is not using the words that people are searching with in your products. And that seems so very basic, but I see it over and over, whether it's the title or in the description. 
a lot of sellers will create, let's say, a multiplication worksheet packet. We're going to go super basic. (laughs) Multiplication worksheet. And they will title it things like multiplication activities, but they never say worksheet. And if Mm -hmm. these are worksheets, just say that right there in your description. And I know there are some words like worksheets that we as teacher sellers shy away from because we want to give off that sense of value and that our products are better than you know, worksheets that come with your math curriculum or whatever. And that's all good. But if teachers are searching for a worksheet and you have a worksheet, mm-hmm. you need to call it that because you want them to find it. Same goes for putting our fun, cute product line types of names in our titles instead of calling it what it is. And that one, I feel like has gotten a lot better in the last yeah. year or two. We definitely want to make sure that those phrases are getting used, not just in the title, but in the description as well. So what are some of the other big mistakes. I see a lot of people who are using their title space in the wrong way. (laughs) And one of two things happens. Either they cram as many keywords as they can into the title. So it reads, I'm going to stick with this multiplication worksheet idea. It reads like multiplication worksheets, multiplication fact fluency, multiplication practice pages. And it's just a list of keywords for your title. Or I see people who do such a short title that they're not really covering the whole picture. Things like multiplication packet. And that's not very descriptive of what's in this packet. So I have a question to kind of piggyback off of what you just said, where you're talking about where they essentially have a bunch of keywords kind of stuffed into the title and it's not very readable. Is Mm -hmm. this kind of use of keywords, is it bad for search engine purposes? Or is it bad because teachers don't understand when they're reading it? They just kind of read a bunch of like mumbo jumbo. And then obviously that hurts their click-through rate from search engine results, which then hurts their search engine ranking. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that it is never bad for search specifically, because there are some cases where you could get to the point of keyword stuffing. And then yes, that is bad for search. But most of the time, it is the second answer. It is bad for the buyer experience because for teachers, a lot of times they will look over just a list of disjointed words because that takes a lot of brain power, if you think about it, to figure out what this list of disjointed words mean, where if you have a title that reads more naturally, that's easier for us to read. And we all know how exhausted and overworked and overwhelmed teachers are. So anything we can do to make our product titles, descriptions, thumbnails, all of it easier for a teacher to read and interpret, then that is going to help with conversions and getting them to that product in the first place. Because teachers are coming to save time and energy. And if I'm making them use additional time and energy or make <laughs> right. them feel like this is complicated, that's mm-hmm. going to hurt me. I think it's it's less about the time because really time-wise, what is it, an extra second, maybe two right. for them yeah. to sort of figure out? It's that mental work. It's that the mental load of having to read every word and figure out how they go together. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that's kind of hard for us to wrap our minds around. Sometimes we get so focused on like the letter of the law when it comes to search engine optimization. And we forget the big picture of how, what the buyer experience is like. And then if the buyer experience isn't good, then that ultimately affects our search engine ranking because we're not getting the click-throughs, et cetera. So that's, that's awesome. So I have some, I have some questions that I get a lot. Like I get a lot of these, (laughs) I get these questions all the time. And I want to ask you, because obviously I have my own thoughts and opinions on some of these, but I want to ask somebody who literally lives and breathes SEO. So first, do punctuation marks affect (laughs) SEO 
on TPT? That's the big question, right? The one that is probably most hotly debated. (laughs) From what I see, punctuation doesn't have a huge effect on search on TPT. I will not say that it doesn't affect it, but it doesn't have major effects on search. I see a lot of sellers who are concerned about things like punctuating Valentine's Day or St. Patrick's Day correctly. Absolutely, 100% punctuate these words properly. This goes back, like you were just saying, to the buyer experience. Even if it's better for search for them not to be punctuated correctly, we're marketing to teachers. We can't make grammatical errors just because that's better in search. We have to have our titles and our descriptions be grammatically correct. Because that's something that will turn buyers off in a heartbeat. So absolutely punctuate things in a way that is grammatically correct. What I would say, though, is to steer clear of throwing in extra punctuation that doesn't need to be there. Because there are some debates, again, in the SEO world outside of TPT about what what effect punctuation has on Google search. And we do want our TPT products to do well there, too. In general, you know, use as little punctuation as you can. I always tell people that if you're feeling the need to put dashes between a bunch of words, then we're probably right back to what we were just talking about. We're probably listing out disjointed words. See if you can turn those into a phrase that makes more logical sense and remove some of the punctuation, but you don't have to get rid of all of it forever. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And this one in particular, the the one that I get asked about a lot is, and I don't even know the name of it. You probably do. (laughs) I know exactly what you're going to because <laughs> up and down. And and my opinion is, and I correct me if I'm wrong, please, because I don't want to be telling people anything wrong, but I do have a set of keywords that like, here's one set of keyword search terms that go really nicely together. And I can make Mm -hmm. something that's really nice and readable. But then here's another set of keyword search terms that also goes really well with my product. But in order to get them to flow nicely, I've got to add additional words that I don't have characters for. So I will put that line in between as a break so that Mm -hmm. it's more readable for the buyer. Is that okay? So good question. And I knew that was the punctuation you were going to ask about. That's the one everyone asks about. So I know we love it because it's so clean. It looks so nice. I do not use it in my TPT descriptions. And here is why. As far as I know, it is not at all bad for TPT search. There is, again, some debate among Google SEO experts about whether or not Google treats that line as what's called a full stop. My line of thinking is I can use a dash for the exact same purpose. And there's no debate about this. Okay. So I use a dash instead of it's called a pipe that vertical bar, just because it's not 100% clear that it's okay in Google search. Very good (laughs) to know. Let's go to another debated topic. And this one, I don't see it as popular right now, but there was a point in time when everybody was using this. And I would go to run audits and I would ask the seller, where did you come up with this title from? Like, where did you get these keywords from? And they would say to me, Uber Suggest. I don't know much about Uber Suggest. So I would like to know, this is actually just a personal question. This is one I would like to know. I'd like to know. Is Uber Suggest a useful tool for finding keywords to use on TPT? And if so, how do you use it correctly? So Uber Suggest, for anyone who maybe doesn't know, it's an SEO keyword research tool, among other things. And what it does is you go to Uber Suggest, you log in and you plug in a phrase that you think people might search for whatever you're creating. It's typically used for websites 
not right. for TPT search. Obviously, TPT is a website, uh, but we have two separate search engines to think about when we're thinking about TPT. So the keywords that it returns are keywords that is that are popular on Google searches. And like I said earlier, it is good for our TPT products to rank in a Google search. Absolutely. I don't know how much you search personally for teacher-related things that would be on TPT. But if I put in a search term that is something that would be on TPT, let's talk about our multiplication unit or something, you will find TPT products pretty high up on the search. The only time you don't is words like worksheet, because there are so many of those sites with free worksheets available. But other more specific terms, you will generally find TPT products coming up high in search. So if we can get our products to be the ones that show up, that's always a good thing. The difference, though, between Ubersuggest and TPT is that Ubersuggest is giving you Google keywords, and the way that teachers search on TPT is slightly different from the way that they would search typically just on Google. So I wouldn't recommend it as the only keyword research that you do. However, if you're having trouble finding keywords on TPT, if you have a product for a topic that's less popular, and so there's nothing showing up in those trending search terms that auto-populate, something like that, then it is a good secondary place to go to get some ideas. So start with TPT, but then Uber suggests can be a good tool for finding additional keyword search terms to help you maybe rank for something on TPT in a market that's saturated, like if those keywords are really saturated. Very, very helpful. So this is another really big one. This was talked about at the unconference this past week. There was an expert there on SEO. And then, of course, there's what TPT said, and the two disagreed. And <laughs> you said you have the answer for this. So I'm really excited. You kind of teased <laughs> me thought. at the beginning of the conversation, and you were like, I've got the answer for this. And I know both sides. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to hear <laughs> it. Back when TPT released updated guidelines for best practices related to search engine optimization, they added in a piece that said that you should only update your title or they recommend that you only update your title a maximum of one to two times a year because of how Google does things, because it affects Google search. I think it was like something very generic. Okay. There are other people who say, well, that is not true. And <laughs> that it shouldn't affect Google. Can you explain this to us? Is this something we should be worried about? And why is it something that TPT is concerned with? And why are there other people saying it shouldn't be something that we are concerned with? Good question. So first of all, when TPT puts out any guidelines, but especially with this latest set of search guidelines, what I see over and over again is that people dissect it down to the like minute words and they are looking for absolute do this, not that hard lines that you have to follow. And if you read that section of what TPT said a little more carefully, it is a little less firm than that absolutely no more than once to twice a year. However, they are TPT is not wrong. It isn't okay. ideal for Google to change your page title, which in this case, it's our product titles on TPT. It isn't ideal from a Google search standpoint to change that very often. And the reason for that is every time you change a page title, it is changing your URL. And when you change a URL to a product, you're not completely starting over from an SEO perspective, but you are taking a big step backwards from an SEO perspective. It has to go through Google's process of being searched and crawled and indexed again in order to get back in and adjust where it is in search. So where 
I see this being used a lot on TPT is for seasonal product where sellers are putting a seasonal keyword at the very beginning of say a bundle. I'm not a huge fan most of the time of that process because it just doesn't seem super above board to me, especially when a teacher is looking for something very specific, like a spring whatever. And then your bundle really only has one or two pages of that. And it's a whole bunch of other stuff, but off that soapbox (laughs) back to search. So it is beginning of April. If I change my titles right now, on a year-long bundle to make it say Easter whatever, could it move me up some on a TPT search for that? Sure, yes. But that traction on Google, this is going to push me back down and I'm not completely starting over, but I'm starting back at a lower spot as far as Google having to go through the process of indexing my content, evaluating it, and re- ranking it. And Easter's coming up really soon. And by the time they get done with that, it is probably the 4th of July or Labor Day or something. Because Google search is a long game. It takes three to six months, typically closer to the six month end of that to see progress. So if you're updating titles every single month, then Google never has time to really catch up on those resources. So it is really bad from a Google standpoint to update very often. I would say from a Google search standpoint specifically, you only update if you really need to. If you realize, you know, that old blog post you wrote that has the horrible title, you update it once and you probably don't update it again unless you have done some fresh keyword research and you realize people are searching in a different way now or something like that. But you generally speaking for Google, you update and then you wait six months, a year, maybe more before you update again. On the TPT side of things, like I said, it can, you know, search changes take effect quicker on TPT. So there is some benefit to updating titles for that. But I would be cautious about how often we're updating them because it really will just tank Google search to be updating constantly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense as to why TPT would alert us to that or tell us Mm -hmm. that because we are all complaining that overall site traffic is down or like everyone's complaining that views are down and they're saying, well, this is one way that you can help Mm -hmm. is to maybe minimize this because even if somebody say comes to TPT for your product, they find your product through Google search. We know that most of the time buyers do the crawl. Like, you know, they Mm -hmm. come, they see that one product, they walk around and they look at other resources while they're there. And so that affects all of us if a significant number of people are doing that on a regular basis. What would be your recommendation though, if we're talking about someone who is going through and they're revamping these products and they're they're seeing that the keywords that they chose are bad, should they be worried about going back in and optimizing their titles for SEO purposes? Generally, no. And if you have bad keywords, go ahead and update them, but update them and leave it. Don't update them and then two weeks later, update them again. And then two weeks later, do it again. Make a decision, update them and leave it. I love that. Perfect. The other question I will answer, because I was asked this not too long ago. Someone changed a product title because of some keyword research. And then like the same day or the next day realized, oh, I should have said this in the title. And they were asking, is that is this bad because now I'm changing it too soon? So from a Google standpoint, remember that the problem is that it has to keep starting over. Well, it hasn't even had time to start over yet if this is within, you know, 24 hours. So you're fine to edit multiple times within a, a short kind of span if you realize you made a typo or forgot a phrase you wanted to include or something like that. But the goal would be figure out the good keywords to use, make your update and then leave it alone. I love it. Okay, perfect. 
So perfect. Here's the next question that I have for you. And that is, do you think that SEO, that search engine optimization is the key to success? on TPT? Such a good question. Um, kind of a loaded question. Right now. Very nuanced. Yeah. Loaded yeah. question. I think search engine optimization is the best way to get your resources selling while you're not promoting them. And mm-hmm. whether you are actively promoting your store alongside that, or you need to take a break right now and you want your store to continue selling while you are on maternity leave or having a tough teaching year and just need to take a step back, or maybe you're just burnt out on TPT for a little while and need to take a step back. I do believe that search engine optimization is the best way to build passive income in your TPT business. Is that the only kind of income in your TPT business? Absolutely not. Of course, there are other things, but it is the best way to build passive income. And who doesn't want to have some passive income, even if you are all over all of the marketing? Who doesn't want passive income to layer underneath all of that hard work that you're doing too? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I do see a lot of newer sellers coming in and they're very gung-ho about learning everything they can about SEO as they should. Like, I don't disagree with that at all. I have seen many times people very concerned about, oh, should I only tag one grade level or should I tag two? Or they're agonizing over choosing the exact perfect keywords Mm -hmm. when their covers are not good, their thumbnails, (laughs) everything else is not good. And that would be the only like word of caution that I would say to somebody listening is that like SEO is great, but you can have the most search engine optimized product as far as like those technical aspects of search mm-hmm. engine optimization. But if your resource is not converting because your previews aren't good or because the product itself isn't very good or yeah. people aren't clicking through because your cover is really not appealing, then Mm -hmm. all of that's going to do you no good. Like it's all going to fail you. Yeah, absolutely. I was just saying in my boot camp this spring, all of the SEO work in the world, all of the page views in the world mean nothing if your product can't convert once people get there. So yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. The two go hand in hand. You have to work on polishing up resources, making sure they're high quality, presenting them really well when it comes to your cover, your thumbnails, your previews, making sure that you really are selling this resource to the teachers who show up to purchase them. Because it is not like it once was. I remember uploading resources that didn't even have a cover image and just using like the auto-generated pages from the resource as the cover images. And that was good enough and they sold, but that's just not how it is anymore. And I think it's, I think it's a good thing. Ultimately, it means that we have evolved and we are more professional as creators. It also, I think is reflective just of our society in general and how we have come to expect more from the things that we're purchasing. Which is all healthy. Like that's all, that's all good. Like you said. Absolutely. So somebody's listening today and they, they want to improve their SEO. Can you recommend one action item that they can take? Like one thing that they can do today when they get home from work or when they sit down at their computer that can help them boost their search engine optimization or boost their rankings in search through SEO? I love that question. So I would say if you are only going to do one SEO thing, if you are just getting started, go to your TPT product listings page, scroll down and look at them, try to ignore your cover images and just look at the title, scroll through the titles and look at them and give them a real once over is this a searchable product title? And if it's not, then do a little keyword research, see what's showing up in the search dropdown that auto-populate and make some quick changes to your titles that include those searchable keywords. 
And if you've got fun product line names and things in there too, that's fine. But make sure that you have those searchable key terms in your product title. That is probably the biggest needle mover when it comes to SEO on TPT. Kristen, you're going to be at the Teacher Seller Summit talking specifically about SEO and <laughs> the search engine optimization. I think it's for blog and TPT, right? A little bit of Google and yeah. a little bit of, yep. yeah, a little mixture. Can you tell us a little bit about your session? Yeah. So we're going to do a, a little, like you said, a little Google and a little TPT search talking about some of the top things that you need to be doing and dispelling a few myths about SEO on TPT in addition to the ones that we talked about today. Oh, wonderful. Okay. I can't wait. I cannot wait to hear it. Can you tell us where listeners can find you if they want to connect with you and learn more? Because you have a podcast, you have all kinds of stuff. So my podcast is called The Savvy Teacher Seller, and it's on all of the podcast places. So you can find that by searching in your podcast app. My website is kristendoyle.co, and that is also all of my social media because I like to keep things simple. If you really want to talk to me, come find me on Instagram at kristendoyle.co because that is where I tend to hang out the most. Well, we're so excited to have you at Teacher Seller Summit. And I thank you so much for coming here today and for sharing your knowledge, for sharing your expertise, for teaching me a few things. And I'm sure (laughs) those who are listening, hopefully they learned some things too. I'm sure they did. This was so, so, so helpful and a really fun conversation. Thank you so much for being here, Kristen. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being here. If you want to join us for Teacher Seller Summit, which trust me, you do. Not only do we have incredible guest presenters like Kristen Doyle, Aaron Waters, Farrah Henley, Lindsay Bowden, and so, so many more talking about topics like optimizing your TPT store, creating your own website, selling a membership, launching a course, so many incredible topics for teacher authors, all at Teacher Seller Summit and for a very affordable price. Teacher Seller Summit also creates a space for teacher authors to network with and get to know other teacher authors with live hangouts, chats, and forums, and also live panels. So those same experts who are sharing their presentations, they're also going to be coming together and answering all of your questions about topics like diversifying your income stream, email marketing, social media marketing, and so much more. You do not want to miss Teacher Seller Summit. You can grab that through the link down inside of the description. Teacher Seller Summit begins July 6th, 2023, and you absolutely do not want to miss that. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, share it with a friend. Every time you share this episode, or you post about it on social media, it helps more teacher authors like you find this podcast. And I so appreciate every single one of you who tag me each week in your Instagram stories or send me a kind message to let me know that you recommended it to a friend. I thank you so, so much for being here and I'll see you right back here next week. If you want to learn more and grow more with me, then you can find me inside of Rebranded Teacher Academy. Rebranded Teacher Academy is a low-cost monthly membership that gives you access to my entire course and content catalog from courses for brand new TPT sellers like Selling 101 to more advanced sellers inside of Strategic Growth, Ditch the Overwhelm, a quick start library where you can pick any topic that you would like to learn more about, watch a short video, and then immediately implement what you learned with a corresponding workbook. But what RTA members tend to love most are the monthly challenge and strategy sessions where every single month I give you step-by-step strategies that you can implement inside of your business in the form of a fun monthly challenge that helps you move your business forward every single month. If you want to learn more about Rebranded Teacher Academy and how you can become a member, you can find more about that down inside of the description. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love if you would share about it on social media and help other TPT sellers find it too. I'll see 
you right here next week.